0: Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Welcome to our unofficial podcast for the FX series, The Americans. Uh, I'm here with Mike from Tribal Rant and Mike from West Coast Project. So, hey, guys.
1: Hey. Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: Sure. Well, you're you're just a part of it now. Sorry. You're just like, you've just been absorbed, I think.
2: Yeah, man. You're past the special guest
1: category you're in. Yeah. I've been transcripted.
0: Yeah. yeah in place of like being a guest that's sleeping on the couch we're like giving you chores and having you wash the dishes and yeah, you know think, you're just like, a family I think, member I think now you've
1: been conscripted <laughs> oh conscripted that's right
0: drafted. well to, <laughs> did you say drafted drafted do the russians have like an equivalent of a draft uh
2: their draft is a little more um uh, a, little, a little less optional than our draft
0: our draft's Likewise. not optional, is it? Sure,
2: yeah. You got Canada to go to. They can't what go to Ukraine. They can't now. Hmm. Their, their draft is serious.
0: Do they Do they have a draft? Do you well, know? Sure, they
2: do. Yeah. No, I don't. Know. Do you think I don't know? Do you think the know.
1: Russian audience likes this show? Do you think they they have a Russian audience? Oh wow, that's a great question.
2: Um,
0: that is a good question.
2: I don't. I don't know.
1: I mean, our our
2: our hero and 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 heroine are. Russian spies, and we're we're, you know, we want to love them, you know, that we want to we want to like them. So I, they, I don't know. I, I guess it would be depending on what your perspective of of what you know whether you saw them portraying these Soviet agents as patriots or. Or if you thought they were putting the country in a negative light or a neutral light, or a uh, that's a great that's a great question.
1: Even even if they didn't like it, you'd think they might still be fans of it just to see what those dastardly Americans are up to. You yeah. know, doing with our television and stuff. It's almost like the Red Dawn, like the movie. Like, what would happen if everything was different? than you know, the bad guys were the good guys, and the reverse all happened.
0: Well that like begs a couple questions though like how close do you think they actually got how Russia was in the early eighties by what they're portraying here? do you think it's really close to what they portray?
2: I think it's close to what we've been spoon fed and I don't you know I don't want to be you know a conspiracy theorist or anything, but we have to we have to ask ourselves. You know, who who's the bad guys and who's the good guys? Cause, you know, well, back, I think
0: a lot of them in this are asking who's the bad guys and who's the good guys. I think we're actually seeing that a whole lot in Stan, this episode.
2: Stan's asking who's the bad guys and who's the good but guys. But I'm just Oleg's wondering... Oleg's asking who's the bad guys and who's the good guys.
0: Right, but just as an overview, I'm wondering if you think they're portraying early 80s Russia accurately.
2: I think they're portraying it as Is close... Is it like
0: a dirty fishbowl?
2: As they could to the propaganda that we've been... We, we were right, fit. but
0: there's people now, right? I mean, there's like, it's a bigger—I mean—a a much smaller world now than it was in the '80s. We didn't have the right. internet and stuff like that; no way to communicate like that. I would think if it were way off character, that it wouldn't make the show seem authentic.
1: Well, the creator of the show is an ex-CIA agent, so oh yeah, so we know we can trust him, right? Well, I, I bet he's—I bet he's pretty. I bet he's being pretty accurate.
0: So, how different do you think Russia of today is than Russia of
2: 1980s? Perestroika, baby. I mean, it's a whole different, whole different. Region. Yeah,
1: way different. West. Different. I would almost picture it as Western. Yeah, westernized for sure. I, I would
2: picture it the same way.
0: Well, the title of this ep- episode was Dzekova, and... I actually looked that up. Looked up that city. And I
2: did too. What did you find out? Well, not um, much.
0: No, not much. I, w- I was just going to say.
2: Okay, pop quiz. When did the Russians invade? I'm mean, sorry, the, the Nazis. When did 1930- Germany? Nineteen
0: 30- <clears> thirty.
2: Thanks for playing. Nineteen forty-one.
1: Okay. <laughs> when? When did the Soviet Union retake Kava? Nineteen forty-three. We all can. We all can read in Wikipedia. Mike. very good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, evidently some of us can't. I'm looking no, at it. No, I
0: can. not yeah. I didn't do so well with that. No, what what I was going to say about Okay, smart it,
2: guy. When did the partisans take back over?
0: The partisans?
2: Yeah, the Russian partisans, you know, the the local militia. When did they kind of throw the Nazis out? Probably earlier than that, huh? Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> probably earlier. <laughs> probably earlier than that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was just gonna say though, seriously, I found like this photograph of the place, and it is just it, it, the the picture was just stunning. Okay, let's just go ahead and do a little bit of the housekeeping tonight. We're podcasting The Americans season five, episode eleven. Jeanette Kava. It was directed by. I had a
2: hard time with that too. Yeah,
0: uh, all these <clears> names. <throat> all these names are bad. Uh, Steph Green. And the writers were Joshua Brand and Joe Weisberg.
1: Well, Jatkova was the, was the town, right, with the, where the lady was involved in. Right. Correct. Yeah, okay.
0: Right, which was an actual, you know, big city. Not big, really
2: big, 29,000 population. Right, but
0: big.
1: Uh, important.
0: Important place for World War II. Yes. For what was going on there with the Nazis and stuff, from what I could read. So, it had an air date of May sixteenth. And what did you guys think about the episode overall?
2: Hmm. I thought there was a lot going on in the episode. I think they were covering a lot of material. I thought it was a uh, a pretty interesting episode as far as everybody's progression uh, goes. Uh, Philip continues to be disenchanted and now Elizabeth is just getting fed up with everything
0: yeah uh, I want to talk about that and get Henry, your take on that
2: Henry's going to be an
1: FBI agent <laughs> and uh, that was
0: funny I think we brought that up last that time didn't we
1: that is funny
0: what'd you think Mike
1: well I think it's been a very slow season and I think they can't be slow anymore after this episode Did they've got think- too much stuff set up to happen that it has to really start to happen
0: So you felt like this was a slow episode?
1: It was good. Yeah, it was slow. But it was good. I liked it.
0: I thought it was, um, I thought we had a whole bunch of things kind of coming to a head right here. Even more so, I guess. I, I agree. They've got to do something with this. And yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about this season. It's definitely been slower and a whole lot more mental than physical. It was still... Another episode with TVMALV, no S, still. Fifth week in a row, no S on this show. Isn't that crazy? And three out of the no five weeks, we had
2: no, no deer I I know.
0: <laughs> you said it, and I swear I was looking at Mike's face, and he was thinking it. Or Ben. So, it's definitely been slow, but I think this was a pivotal episode. I think a lot of the stuff that went on in this episode... I just saw it as an episode of change. In what way? In big change. Well,
2: maybe... Elizabeth's attitude, for sure.
0: I don't know about Elizabeth. I'm waffling about Elizabeth, I'm going to tell you.
2: She's still very mission-oriented. you got to give that to her.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons it's making me question some of the stuff that's going on and some of the stuff that she's saying. I don't know. I'm feeling really kind of funny about it, but... I guess we'll talk about it when we get there but we start off henry's doing his homework and he has headphones on philip comes in and he is asking him where his mom is and uh henry takes this opportunity to ask his dad about saint edwards and is he going to let him go and philip says he will as long as his mom will let him go and we all know that and then he's
2: yeah that's a little i don't know what do you think about a parent who says yeah i'm okay with it i just got to talk to your mom he's kind of throwing her kind of under the bus no he? he
0: knows remember Elizabeth's the one who said he could go yeah so he knows how Elizabeth feels about it I think
1: he you well, was... just say yeah we talked about it you can go I don't I was surprised Elizabeth lets wants him to go I guess that's her changing right she's like being less of a Russian and more of a more of a, an American I guess hmm.
0: but she doesn't seem to have I don't want to say she didn't have that attachment because that's not true. But Philip's certainly the touchy-feelier of the two. I can see in this instance him having a harder time letting him go. But Philip was. He seemed to have just a really hard time with a lot of stuff in this. I don't think he liked that at all. I don't think he likes Henry leaving at all. I think he's willing to let him go. And we talked about this a little bit last time. I think we all agree that if somebody gets that opportunity, you have to let them do it. But. Philip
2: I think Philip just from a father standpoint just doesn't want him to go. I don't think it has anything to do with the being a spy or not being a spy. No, that's
0: no. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah as the father figure. We see him go over as Brad Eckert pulling up at the house and he takes Twan some Wait a minute.
2: When he walked out of the room, did anybody notice that pause when he when he walked out of the room and he was about to leave the scene? He paused just for a minute. Did you guys remember that? Did you did you pick up on that? I did. What did you think he was thinking about when he paused? What what caused him to pause there? Was it my son's growing up and he's going to want him to leave, or, or how's this going to work, or what do you think was going through his mind? What what caused him to pause there at the end of the hallway? Mike, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I missed it. I I, I missed that part.
0: No, he actually did, and, and Jillian, I was watching it with Jillian, and Jillian said that's the part where he's hearing a normal teenager scream, close my door. So yeah. that's what made me think about it in place of the teenager just quietly getting up and closing their own door. That doesn't happen. You know, they, they sit in their seat and go, close my
2: door. Well, Henry's anything but normal.
0: <laughs> well, a little
2: brainiac. He's turned into a little little prodigy.
0: Yeah, but I just felt like here that... Philip with Henry getting up and closing the door behind him he kind of shut him out and i think that's how philip's feeling he's feeling kind of shut out from henry and from you know you think you have the rest of your of your of your child youth years
2: yeah he spent his whole time being a russian spy on us soil and now his son's going away.
0: And, you know, we kind of know how that feels. We had a daughter get married this weekend. and I don't
2: even want to talk about
0: it. I know, right? And and you, like, you know, you you have this time, and then the time's over. It's yeah, over.
2: And it's not ever coming back.
0: By the way, you guys, I'm going to put up a video of uh, Mike from TN doing a little dance on our Travel Ramp page with...
2: My daughter his. asked me to do <laughs> this in the middle of the father daughter dance. So I did and I did the best that I could. <laughs> it's not impressive. But
0: it's so yeah. it's so sweet though and um It's funny. If you guys want to go there to Tribal Rant on this episode and check it out. It's just gonna be a little video of the dance they did. I thought it'd be a cool little thing to put up but but um yeah I Can just you give felt... us a
1: preview is that like a river dance or what kind of dance we to <laughs>
0: Well, River dance is mike's favorite we're talking dance though. about
2: um, some in uh, sync uh the <laughs> wobble uh I've never heard of any of these before I did them and uh uh let's see some some villain we got some vanilla ice thrown in there and then uh who's it's that? like a
0: compilation
2: yeah it's a little little dance medley of uh stuff that a lot of people are familiar with but not me. <laughs> and so i practiced two or three times and i couldn't get it down so while we were doing it i just kept referring visually to my daughter and tried to follow her lead the best i could and uh, she wanted me to do it and she doesn't ask for anything so i tried to do it in front of about 75 people it was the sweetest thing ever so now i'm Thoroughly humiliated. So oh, just, you are em- not. I've embraced the humiliation. That's you are okay. not. It's okay. I can make fun of myself just as good as anybody can. <sighs> so, anyways, let's let's move along with <laughs> Gut Cavana.
0: No, but you guys have seriously got to check it out. It'll be on this podcast episode, and it'll just, it's just a little two-minute video, but it's it's pretty sweet father-daughter kind of moment.
1: Yeah, right on. I'll be holding my breath for that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Philip Philip and Twan are sitting on the couch.
0: Well, yeah, but that but Philip left, you know, Henry his son, and he goes over and he goes over to Twan his son, and takes a McDonald's. But he's sitting there and he's checked out on Twan too, right? He's thinking about his his childhood. Now, did anybody notice that his memories this time were in color? And they weren't before and they seemed happy and all the pleasant. other time.
2: Yeah, they were they were pleasant and they were in color and it was some time that he had with his dad, just in the middle of nothing, doing nothing. Right. Yeah. What do you think that was what do you think what do you think that that memory was bringing up in him? Because he didn't look happy remembering it. He looked kind of remorseful. But it was a happy memory, so I didn't really get that.
1: Yeah, color would make you, because it was in color, makes you think it's happier than black and white. Maybe more more, re, more real, because it's more likely that, I don't know, maybe closer to being current, more real. Yeah, well,
2: they it had were to be smiling. after 1964,
1: because that's when the black and whites went out.
0: <laughs> but they were smiling in this one, too. He remembered a happy memory, but you're right, Mike. That, that was a good catch. He didn't seem happy remembering this, but... Maybe regret, maybe nostalgia, maybe he misses his home, maybe he misses his kids being little and all the stuff that he was forced to be away from, kind of like his father was. Remember how angry he was at his when he found out what his father had done and who he was and yeah. how his mom didn't tell him and everything? But then yeah. he's remembering these good things about his father, too, and we see a bunch of this stuff in this episode of... Uh, Things that you definitely feel ambivalent about and people being used as pawns and I don't know. Well, then we go into the intro and we come back and this is where Claudia is having the meeting with Philip and Elizabeth. And they kind of touch on the Morzovs and that everything's going fine there. It's moving forward. Uh, they tell her that Paige is open to moving her Tim and Claudia is happy with all that. And then she kind of drops this bombshell on them that the center thinks they might have found a woman they've been looking for for years. Anna Mikhailanova Prokopchuk I think.
2: <laughs> Woodchuck.
0: She was according to Claudia a collaborator that was on a Nazi execution squad and she personally shot hundreds of our boys and Claudia's very sincere about her sadness over this person that she shot prisoners and then she even went into it that they would line them up around pits in jenicova and she made it pretty graphic what she was saying and she says this woman's in newton or boston boston massachusetts her husband was a medic and they met in the war and she's going by the name natalie grandholm
2: they met in Germany when she was I think recouping, and Claudia mentioned that she was slept with too many Nazi officers and
0: I don't think she told her that here, contracted but yeah,
2: aerial disease,
0: yeah, we do find that out <clears throat> later where she's talking about that yeah did
2: did she talk about uh, was this a scene where she was talking about the weaponized version of uh, when they she was explaining that uh, she looked into what they had talked about before? With the Lassa virus, and the center was able to weaponize the Lassa virus, and they named it. Um, they named it variant V for Vitaly, which was William's name.
0: William's Russian name. Yeah,
2: and you know that. I mean, he would just be turning over in his grave, you know, minus a piece of his ass. He can't. Um, Hans
1: is on top of him.
2: <laughs> 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 That's right. Good. Good point. He'd be trying to roll over. And anyways. You know that this would not please William to have a biological weapon, a deadly, nasty biological weapon named after him, because William was going the way of Philip with all the, the, you know, I want to get out of this crap, and I don't want to report to the center anymore, and remember how William, you know, his attitude had changed a little bit toward his mission. You remember that? Well, that's
0: what he was terrified of. He was terrified. So now the
2: center has taken a piece of him, literally containing this virus that he didn't want to give it to him anyway and turned it into a weapon and named it after him so i thought that was you know philip you know he's taking all this in you know you notice his face while claudia is telling him and he's just kind of looking down at the floor like yeah yeah william would be just wild about this
1: you know you guys though the internet this week was really hard on elizabeth calling her a monster and terrible and all this but you know i think claudia is the monster i think claudia and the bosses of philip and elizabeth are the true monsters in this like this this very thing here is an example naming this poor guy who wouldn't finally wanted nothing to do with this now he's memorialized as the code code name of this horrible weapon that's horrible yeah <laughs> that's just terrible yeah.
0: yeah, I even made a note on there. I said, is this an honor? You know, is this supposed to be an honor that that you're named after a horrible, weaponized disease that they're using against people? I mean, who on earth would want that?
2: Yeah, William certainly would not.
0: But the way Claudia, so that's a good point, Mike. The way Claudia's is saying it is like it's an honor. These people are... I don't know. They definitely are showing the people higher ups just seeming more and more evil to me in this episode.
1: What did you you guys see as the point of the whole Anna Michaela plot here? Because she really has no – a 62-year-old or whatever she was woman who 40 years ago – or yeah, 40-some years ago had – cooperated with the nazis what she's not going to help anything or sway anybody or be any kind of a factor in the russian military or into you know spy game what what's the point of the plot with anna Mikhaila? what did you guys think well for me it's
2: a lot like the modern day nazi hunters you know they're still trying to hunt down if you'll notice every couple of years they find one of these guys who was a guard at dachau or auschwitz and they bring his old wrinkled up 95 year old ass into court and stick him away in prison for the rest of his you know 20 all, the last 20 minutes of life so that they can punish him because he was a guard at Auschwitz um, and then they always claim of course that they they enjoyed it and they were particularly harsh guards and but those these uh, these Israeli Nazi hunters are still at work looking for some of these guys I think it's the same thing as that I think do you think it's like a witch hunt? At is the that what center? You're saying? not a witch hunt, but a, a okay, it's time to it's time to get even with these these collaborators, with these with these people who um, you know did particular harm to our people. I think I think it's the same thing as that.
1: I actually agree with that though, but the but the Russians are, or the you know, especially Philip and Elizabeth it's not like they're not doing anything, and they're the Nazi hunter team from Russia. They're doing 17 other duties here, and they t- and they throw this one on top of it. I- I'm really just curious what in the plot, what the writers had in mind when they threw this into the story. Is was it to make Elizabeth look really doubly horrible, or was it to make her light come on over her head, like maybe this is too much? Okay, I
0: I-, I felt like. I was gonna say I have no idea what the Russian would, why the Russians would have wanted to go after this woman. That makes not a lot of sense. After that many years, they can't possibly be looking for, or maybe who knows? There's a list where they look for every single person that they feel like has wronged them over the course of their lifetime. But in the storyline, I felt like it was very profound. The story about this woman, because. I feel like this this woman's story mimics Elizabeth's story in a way. Elizabeth has been gone for a really long time, and she's done the things she's done, and some of them have been horrible, like this woman has done horrible things, but she's done them because she didn't have a choice. She's done them because this was her her duty to do what she did. And it's not the same thing, but I feel like it yeah, Elizabeth's really not
2: being coerced though
0: no no that's what i'm saying but but this woman didn't have a choice and elizabeth now she doesn't have a choice she does what they tell them to do and that's it if they don't do what they're told to do at this point it's not going to end well for them and i think that elizabeth is seeing that and I think, I think, maybe, that's, that's one of my thoughts anyway, that that's what's making her so angry, is that she's seeing that, like, at the end, this woman had no choice. She had no choice. This woman was a pawn. And I think Elizabeth and Philip are both feeling like pawns. And not only are they feeling like pawns, but they feel like that they've brought their daughter now into this who's doing things that are very dangerous that she could get hurt
2: well Paige got the episode off so right they saved that salary
1: i think that's right michelle because they because elizabeth was 16 this woman um anna michaela was 16 right. Paige was 16 Paige is 16 so yeah i think those parallels have to be part of the reason
0: yeah i just thought that it just mimicked her it was some way for her to get some kind of close-up feeling maybe because otherwise I wouldn't have any idea why they would throw this it has to obviously be just a you know a one-trick pony she's not coming back for the next episode this Natalie Grantham's not so well then we go to Rustlin the interrogator and Oleg and they're walking into this office okay what the heck was this scene about does anybody have any idea this guy nikita says that he had to interrogate someone for anti-state activities and he'll have to commit him even though he knows he's not crazy and he's going through this whole little spiel about it and Ruslan says that he should have known better than to open his mouth and that was pretty much the whole scene now what was this
2: well first off if you'll remember nikita looked over at oleg and uh what is it, Rushlin, is that?
0: Russ, Russlin.
2: Russlin. Russlin said, "Ah, oh, he's okay. You know, like mm-hmm. he's with me. Don't worry. You know, a couple of KGB guys. They're very careful what they say and what they don't say because, you know, if you think, you know, people over here inform on each other a lot. I mean, imagine that that little closed off society that 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 organization, their intelligence organization. If you say the wrong thing, you know, you're." you're exactly where that guy Nikita was talking to is at. You're, you're being evaluated for, uh, uh, you know, they either, you know, shoot you or put you in a mental hospital, which is where Misha was. Remember they had Misha, Philip's son in a mental hospital because you make statements against the, the Soviet state and you're considered to be mentally ill. And so that's what they, that's what they would do with them unless it's too severe. And of course, They'd shoot you. So Nikita's just, you know, talking about, hey, I knew this guy. You know, I feel sometimes the same way this dude. Well, he, he But first he wanted to make sure that he was in the company of friends or he was in the company of, you know, people who weren't, like, hadn't drank the, the Soviet state Kool-Aid and were too patriotic. So that's why he was kind of looking over there at Oleg and looking at Russell and like, can I speak freely here? This is my read on it. I don't, you know, I don't know. And, um uh, and Rustlin said, "Yeah, yeah, he's okay. Just go ahead. What, what, are we, what are we talking about here?" And so they're obviously familiar with each other, and Nikita just started telling uh, Rustlin, "You know, I I kind of felt like this guy does sometimes, but you know, I had to send him on to the middle hospital anyway. Go figure." And Rustlin's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, just got to keep your mouth shut." So it's a it's a foregone conclusion here that the only way to successfully survive within this you know political climate. Is to keep your mouth shut. Just go along with uh, go along with the you know the, the the company the company line, which is submit.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if if this was Ruslan's way, if he actually kind of set this up, going in there and talking to this guy, and if this was his way of telling Oleg to not say anything without him telling him, don't yeah. say anything because he can't tell him, he can't tell Oleg don't don't speak to the people who are speaking to you he can't say that to him because that would be a crime but if he takes him in there to this guy who's doing the interrogating and he asks him about it and the guy says something he goes well the guy should have known not to ever open his mouth if maybe that was russell's way of showing what happens and what the guy shouldn't have done
2: i think they're just in there talking I think they are just a couple there're three agents in there talking to each other just just talking but shit. But what
0: what point would that what what's the point of that in this episode just
2: Well the point is is Oleg is not the only one disillusioned with the upper management. Hmm. Here we have Nikita who's you know we don't know what his what his views are but uh, I think I think we're showing the level of disillusionment that's spreading throughout the, uh, you know, the, and these guys working in an intelligence agency. So they're supposed to be super patriots, right? But they're not.
0: I guess. And we see the same kind of thing with the FBI. Right. Well, too.
2: Yeah, the, have...
1: just the decay of the management of Russia, that the, he's going in the mental ward, even though we know he's sane. He is sane. That's that's sick, man. Yeah. And you gotta they're anyone. just all so evil.
0: Yes. Well, then we see disguised Philip and Elizabeth, and they're in Boston. They're in a car talking about Henry while looking for Natalie. They're
2: having a bad wig contest here, boys, That's what they're doing.
0: They sometimes put the, I mean, Elizabeth has this beautiful hair, you know, and they put the worst wigs on her. The
2: scraggliest it wigs. It is rough. That can
1: find. Speaking <coughs> of bad wigs, Michelle, you asked for our pictures, and I saw a couple pictures, but not many of you. I saw Mike's pictures. No, oh, I, I sent gave you a my couple. Horrendous pictures.
0: Don't do that. I sent me too. Mike's looking at me. He didn't even know I sent them.
1: You sent pictures of me?
0: Well, yep. yeah, old pictures.
1: You well, look like you look now, Michelle. We look, we look like goofballs and wigs, like the, like the Americans do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well.
2: No thanks,
1: no, Mike. No, I'm not taking. It.
0: <laughs> no, I, I pulled them off of your Facebook and I sent them. He sent a couple of 1980s pictures of him. You so I sent a couple. Sent my of, flight deck picture. I'll I'll show you the ones I sent. It's pretty funny. And I do not look like I look now. That's funny, Mike.
1: The point is we all looked pretty goofy back then, so it's pretty hard to pick on the wigs, you know. That's that's how we all kind of look. They they look appropriate, I think.
0: I think they definitely look appropriate, but they do make them scraggly looking sometimes. But I have to say that they used to make them look scraggly every time, like, when they went to Alabama or something. So now they made them scraggly when they went to Boston, so I guess I have to... Equal time. Yep. But this is where Phillip's telling Elizabeth that he told Henry that he could go if she didn't care, and he knew she didn't care, And Elizabeth goes into this whole thing where he's only going to be gone for a couple months, and then he'll be home, and then he'll be gone for a couple months, and then he'll be home. So she's definitely not feeling this loss, I don't think, that Philip is feeling. And then Natalie, they see her and her husband come walking toward a car, and Philip notices that the husband's opening her car door for her, and he notes that they seem to like one another. And Elizabeth is real bitter, and she's like, well, good for them. There was a lot of conflict. There's a big disconnect, I think. Do y'all think between Philip and Elizabeth in this episode?
2: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Because Philip has this, I smell something that smells bad, look on his face the whole episode. And Elizabeth, I mean, I'm seeing her have this look when she looks at Philip.
2: Like, what the hell are you thinking?
0: Well, like, you're distasteful to me. And we saw that a bunch early on, but we haven't seen that in a long time. And so that's kind of worrying me, too.
1: Yeah, I got to the point where I thought that Philip especially is going to look at Elizabeth and just say, I can't be with her anymore. She's just not, you know, she's just not someone I want to be with, especially later in this episode. We'll get to it, but. I I literally put that in my notes
0: three days ago
2: it'd be hard to look at her and say I don't want to be with her well (laughs) that's true
0: (laughs) yeah but I mean if she's like this cold blooded killer and everything of course I can't say much to you because Mike here uh, Nikki on Fargo which we podcast over on West Coast Project he thinks she's like the coolest thing in the world right? yeah me too am Well, like,
1: she's not a cold blooded killer.
0: Well, is she not?
1: No, she did a little appliance misadventure. Come on. <laughs> right. that, that's that's two floors away. That's not just shooting somebody point blank in the head. And Big then
0: difference. she and then she left like dirty feminine hygiene products in somebody's door. I'm like, So Mike, how do you lock like her now? And he goes, Yeah, I still go out with yeah. it.
1: <laughs> that's what he Wouldn't said. slow me down. It's <laughs> natural. <in trouble. laughs>
0: Okay. I'm very sorry I brought that up. Very sorry. Uh, Okay, then we go to the scene where Stan is showing Henry through the FBI office. Pretty cool scene here. Adderholt's teasing him a little bit good-naturedly, telling him to check out the soap dispensers in the bathroom and ask him if he works for the post. And then Wolf calls Adderholt, and when he does, Henry asks who Wolf is, and Stan explains that. And then when the vault door closes and the red light goes on. Henry wants to know about that, too. And Henry cannot visit that room.
2: Stan says that's where they do secret stuff.
0: And then this is where we see the male robot. And he impressed Henry as much as he's impressed us over the years.
2: And Stan is unimpressed.
0: Yeah, he says it's Now the more male
2: robot good. still has the bug, right? No, I remember they found the bug in the male robot. Did, Did they? they remove it? Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. they found it. But...
0: Well, they didn't remove it. They left it in there so they could send... Get
2: disinformation.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Mm, right.
0: But uh, Tatiana and... Uh, who was it? It was Tatiana and Oleg at the time going over. That's how they got close, going over all the tapes of the male robot. Right. But Henry likes it, so... That was pretty funny. So then we're back in Boston, and a disguised Philip and Elizabeth are following Natalie home as she walks down the sidewalk, and Elizabeth's making her picture with her...
2: Secret Russian pocketbook cam.
0: Yeah, camera purse. Then the woman that Dimitri pinned, Femina, is walking down a road in Blue Russia and enters a building, and Oleg's, like, right on her heels. And we find out that she bought sausages she didn't talk to anybody but the cashier. Now, this was an interesting conversation, though, because Russell asks him if he's going home. And Oleg says he has to go to the grocery store first and get some groceries for his family. And then he says it's near, I'll get you in. You can buy some nice food for your wife. And, yeah, they
2: have segregated shopping because remember, his dad is a minister. So he's got, you know, very, very, he's a high ranking member of the Politburo.
0: But did we know that? Did we know they yeah. actually had separate? I
2: didn't know they had segregated shopping until this scene. But it makes sense because you know he's he's a minister, so he gets better stuff. But it's funny that they're investigating these other people for wanting to get better stuff, and uh, it's just a matter of you know matter of um, of uh, you know business as usual that everybody else you know gets. Better stuff. Well, not everybody else, but a certain certain um, uh, group.
0: Well, I think the other stuff goes a whole lot deeper than this, though, don't you? It's not oh, just yeah. somebody getting snuck into another grocery store occasionally to purchase something. Everybody it's keeps
2: just... telling them too. Uh, you don't know who you're messing with, and I think they're going to find that they run into some very uh, influential people. I think their investigation is going to get shut down. Is what I think. Really.
1: Oh yeah yeah i don't know you guys if we ever got into it i think jamie and i used to but it's the whole animal farm story some people are more equal than others and these these privileged upper class kgb guys and the ministers and all these guys get their special groceries the same thing they're investigating this poor formina for right they're more equal than the proletariat people slugging their way through life and they have to do what Martha's doing on the empty shelves. It's just not fair. Exactly, and their whole system, their whole
2: their whole uh, ideology and their 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 theory about their society is everybody's equal. You know, top down. Everybody, every you know, all the everybody of you know, the workers unite that kind of thing. And then here they've set up these different classes within that that um system it's just kind of uh it's it's hypocrisy
0: but why wouldn't rustling well i guess because oleg wouldn't be allowed to shop in this grocery store either right
2: no oleg can because he's the minister's son
0: right but he can't based on his position he can based on his father's position he you is can that what based on works? his
2: family position right you're born into that family you're you're in the but club. we're talking
0: about the kgb and most people are not
2: Oh no, the KGB—that's
1: a, that's a separate tier. That's a that's a tier down from the ministers.
0: So, would yeah, y'all...
1: Russell's worried that if he gets caught, he'll be doing what Famina's doing, essentially, because he's not supposed to be in that nice store. Right, company man. He doesn't have the the Costco card yet. <laughs> no, I know. Only does because of his dad being the minister of transportation. That's right.
0: Well, then we go to Philip and Elizabeth, and they're working at the table again when Henry comes in, and Henry starts to tell them about meeting Adderholt in the big computer room and the vault. Now, this vault thing, when he said that, that looked almost like a challenge
2: to yeah. Philip and Elizabeth mm-hmm.
0: to me. Both of them kind of looked up like, oh, you can't hear anything in there, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that so?
2: And he, you know, they that little product placement plug for KFC.
0: Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, he talked about that.
2: Kentucky Fried Chicken, though—that's right. Well, yeah, we didn't we didn't use the initials back then. No, sir We were we were three words.
0: Well, then we go to where Elizabeth and Philip have developed the pictures that Elizabeth had just taken of Natalie, and Philip saying, "Who knows? I mean, you're talking about a forty year difference here from a girl to a to a grandmother." Well, Elizabeth
2: wants to shoot her right there. Yep, looks like her to me. Let's load up. Let's get strapped and go.
0: Well, Elizabeth says that Stan is not getting Henry.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs)
0: Um, Philip asked if Elizabeth thinks Paige wanted them to see the photos. That's interesting because we talked about that last week. Remember we brought that up? That Paige might have just wanted them to read it to get their you reaction. That up. Well it's a very different thing when you actually read something than when you hear about something. It really is. It has a different impact at least on most people.
2: And Philip just to asked see it. Elizabeth the question. Do you think she just wanted us to she wanted to
1: see us seeing that. Right. Yeah, so that verifies it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well then we go to commercial and we come back and Russell and O Oleg are being led into the office. Okay guys how did they get into this office? How did they get into her work office?
2: That dude let him let in.
0: How? Who is that? Why would he have let them in there?
2: Because they um, showed up and flashed their KGB, KGB badges and said, Hey, let us in this office or we'll put you in a mental hospital.
0: <laughs> you would think that her position... And the stuff that's going on there would be protected.
2: No, the KGB, They right now, I mean, you've got these powers that are kind of intersecting with each other. So, when you show up, you know, the building super is not involved in any way in any of this crap, probably. And so, the KGB shows up, flashes their badges, and says, hey, we need to get into Fomina's office. He's right away, sir.
0: Well, they take... The guy takes Ruslan and Oleg up to the office and shows them the exact desk that she sits at. And they start to go through the room, like seriously go through the room, moving bookshelves, looking underneath drawers and that kind of stuff. Uh, They say that she gets gifts sometimes. She got vermouth from Yugoslavia. She gets packaged gifts that she carries home. The... They find a nice dress in a closet there, and Oleg makes a very astute comment. He says if she's wearing that dress, it's because she's around other people who wear dresses like that. So that was pretty astute. They hypothesize that it might not even be her dress, but the guy who had let them in says that it it is. He's seen her in it. So he's just kind of telling everything he knows, and... In the locked drawer, I thought it was interesting, was like the liquor, and it looked like there was like a picture in there, and then it looked like candy and stuff. But so she had that stuff locked up, but this ledger with all these names and everything in it, she didn't even bother to lock up.
2: Oh, she was unconcerned. So,
0: what's that all about? I
2: think that's her level of
1: confidence that she's protected.
0: What did you think, Mike?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. She's worried about her precious little baubles, but the really important thing, that's just business as usual. She just keeps that loose in the regular drawer.
0: Does that mean, though, that it's not its not as big a deal as they're making it? Does it mean that they're not going to be able to have an effect on this like they think they are? Or does none of that stuff even really matter?
1: no i think it's a big deal but we kind of saw fomina when they called her on it she's like you're you gotta are be kidding me right this is how we all do it she she was actually kind of a little surprised she didn't want to get caught with the stuff like the vermouth and stuff but she was she was kind of surprised like you you're kidding me you're gonna call this on me this this the fact that we all get special privileges or some of us get special privileges she seemed less worried about that yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Well, then we go to the scene where Philip and Elizabeth are talking to Claudia about what they found out about Natalie. At this point, her husband's an ophthalmologist. She's a nurse. She has two daughters. She has grandchildren. She volunteers at a free clinic. She babysits a granddaughter a couple mornings a week. And I think this was the part where Claudia was. It might have been the part before
2: where she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We've already covered the...
0: But. Claudia sits there so sanctimoniously, right, and she goes she's made a nice life for herself, hasn't she? And it was just
2: Well, you know, they're she's towing the company line and this woman was a Nazi collaborator and they've looked for her for years and they just you know Well that's
0: their story. That's their story. But
2: That's, that's right. But that's what this is this is their you know, their their perspective. Do
0: you of, think Claudia believes this stuff?
2: Claudia does. Sure. Yeah. I think she's, yeah. Claudia is like Mike said, she's a monster who works for the other, the head monsters.
1: I think though, I still think, I think Claudia is embellishing it to make her look super bad to Philip and Elizabeth just so that they'll take care of her. I agree with that too. Yeah. It, this lady was a puppet to all these other evil people. And now Philip and Elizabeth are a puppet to Claudia. Uh, exactly. I do not I do not like Claudia. <laughs> and I in, in my notes it's funny, I kept calling this girl the Nazi girl, the Nazi lady and then like halfway through I'm calling her Natalie or whatever her real name is because I realized she's just not as bad as Claudia painted her. No.
0: Well, I I wasn't sure, honestly. I wasn't sure at this point if she was or not. I wasn't sure if she was some monster who did really horrible things and then just came over here and escaped it. But, as well as a matter of fact, it's not that I wasn't sure. It was that I didn't think that at all. I thought sh- that there was a woman who did that stuff, Anna, and it was just a matter of if Natalie was her or not. And then come to find it out that the story is not even right, I was I was pretty surprised. I was, it was a little curveball to me. I was expecting the woman. That they were looking for to be a bad person if they found her, at least in her previous life, and not to have this other story.
1: If you listen to Claudia, she got VD because she slept with every Nazi she could get her hands on. And when you listen to the truth that Natalie shares later on, she got she was forced to get drunk and she was essentially raped by these soldiers.
0: Yeah, she Big was kept as a, as a sex slave, essentially, for them. She was a young girl and she was kept around for their pleasure. That's And to why kill she was,
2: Russian troops.
0: Well, and to do whatever they told her to exactly. do, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, serve their needs.
0: And it's just it's completely a different story than the one Claudia tells us.
1: It's well, then, Elizabeth's story, like you said, Michelle. What what you know? What if Elizabeth got VD from the guy that she was working for? I mean, it's the same story. It's it's Elizabeth. It's a, it's a mirror of Elizabeth.
0: I think so, and I think it affected Elizabeth in that way. But I'm not sure which way it's pushing her. Do you think it's pushing her? Do you think she's seeing that, or do you think she's rebelling against that knowledge?
1: At the end, I think she's swayed a little bit more towards the, this is screwed up, I don't want to do it anymore side.
0: Do you think she- see, what I'm worried about is this. You were talking about how Philip looked at her like you were afraid he was going to just say, I can't do this with you anymore. You are too cold-blooded for me. Well, I felt like she was looking at him in a way that she used to look at him as you are weak and you are not the person you need to be. And I wondered if she said that to see his reaction and to see what he really wanted to do. I didn't I think really both, think that, but you know, but I, but I wondered if maybe that was why she was doing that, if she were like trying to catch him and wanting to defect, not or or whatever, just not to do his mission. I don't know if defect is right, but
1: I think both of those observations are true. I think she did look at him like, "Oh, you baby, you can't even shoot these people. I'll I'll do it." um but i don't think it was a test i just think she, i think she's i think she's this is dawning on her that what what am i doing i'm i'm killing the same thing that happened to this woman essentially happened to me she's still following orders so she's still a better soldier than philip philip's like really not a good soldier anymore and she may not respect that part of him but i think yeah. she's realizing that this is messed up what she's doing is messed up
2: philip's heart's definitely not in it anymore I don't see as big a parallel as you two do with um, the Russian collaborator and Elizabeth. Elizabeth was, you know, she chose to be a KGB agent, or she was selected and she went through the training, and she's.
0: But she was a she, child. Her mother gave her over. She was a
2: child. Her mother gave her over. See, her mother gave her committed. over. She's committed. She wasn't. She wasn't um, forced into it at gunpoint, and she—they didn't get her drunk to do it. She no, was, but the other, and one. she's a Russian. Patriot, who's you know, she she's into it, and this one girl just happened you know she was standing in the center of the square when the Nazis invaded and her dad got shot and her mom got shot and she was left alive. She said it made no reason, made no sense at all, but you know she she was used for their purposes you know sex shoot Soviet prisoners do whatever they wanted her to do, and then after the war of course she immediately exited. But Elizabeth is engaged voluntarily and with enthusiasm and uh, great uh, great right. purpose but in the endeavor. point
0: i think mike that i i'm trying to make about it is this is that even though they came at it from different angles elizabeth's seeing that this girl has been used and used by them, and now being discarded, and I think she feels used. Look at what they did to William. They used William. She just saw that. No, I, using I get that her. part of
2: it. No, no. And I, now, I what's next?
0: That. Are yeah. they going to discard them too? There's I, no loyalty to the people.
2: I understand that that parallel, just not, you know, totally the same thing.
0: Well, I think even though they came at it from different angles, I think there's enough similarity in the story.
2: I think it's got Elizabeth's attention. I would agree with that. Well,
0: then Henry's reading his paper that he's written to Stan, and Stan says he's laying it on a little thick. Henry says, but you've got the best job in the world. Now, then, this is where Stan goes into, I would explain this to you, Henry, but I can't because I don't trust you. And that kind of... Takes Henry back a little bit. I think it might even hurt his feelings a little bit. He's like, what? You, you know, you can't trust me? He goes, I'm not allowed to trust you. I'm not allowed to trust anybody. And he He's said, trying
2: to illustrate the, the, uh, the way that the FBI looks at things.
0: Yeah, he is, but he's also, I think he's sharing really his disillusionment with it. I don't think, at this point, I don't think Stan was trying to recruit Henry at all. No, I don't think Stan don't wants either. Henry to do that job. No. I think Stan was saying the FBI has essentially ruined his life. He's saying that he couldn't trust his wife. He can't trust his child. He's essentially alone. And I also thought it was a pretty big point to say he loves Henry. He feels very fatherly toward Henry. And he's looking at this 15-year-old, 14-year-old kid, and he's going, I can't trust you. My job won't let me trust you. So if he means that, and I think he does in a way, how much... More can he not trust Philip and Elizabeth if he can't even trust a child?
1: Well, he can't trust Henry because he's not he's not allowed to, whether he wanted to or not, or whether he really would trust him. He's just following the FBI rules. I don't think he likes that rule. I think he's kind of a he's he's kind of unenamored with the FBI, kind of like the Jennings are unenamored now with the KGB. And Oleg,
0: too, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, Phil, uh, Stan says, some people trust their wives, but I didn't, and I don't know why.
2: No idea why.
0: Now, so I I felt like it was a little deeper than just, my job won't allow me to. I felt like it was more of a, my job has taught me, has trained me to not trust anybody. But I don't know.
2: The job requires that you don't trust anybody.
0: Well, he said that a lot of them are allowed to are allowed do trust their wives, but he couldn't. Yeah,
1: don't you think, think he, it's a, a, the kind of the theme? As I talk to you guys, I'm starting to realize this. The theme is like this: is what my team has made me. My team made me this, and whether it's good or bad, they're kind of they've inherited these things that this management has made all these people. And it's really not good. I guess it's not good or bad. It's all bad, really. Yeah, it's kind of. It like made de- me so I couldn't even trust mm-hmm. my wife. I, I'd love to trust you, Henry, but I can't. It's the rules. I just can't trust you.
2: It's kind of like declaring yourself a member of this political party or that political party. If you don't buy into the whole platform, you really can't be a complete member.
0: That's interesting, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that about how the FBI's molded stand, just like the Nazis molded uh this anna girl and made her to be who she is and like the kgb is molding elizabeth and philip and oleg
2: and an kind of organizational ideolo- ideology if you want to succeed within the organization you have to you have to adhere to their their core beliefs and values and if they're not your core beliefs and values then then by god they will be or you'll Find another organization.
0: You'll go to a mental hospital? Yeah,
2: the organization will torpedo your ass out.
0: So then Oleg and Ruslan, the interrogator, are sitting with Femina, and she's very calm.
2: Yeah, she's unconcerned. They push the book over to her. She pushes it right back. I love I loved the line where she says she's looking at him. It's a front-on shot of her. She's looking right at him, and she's looking at him like, you know, silly rabbit. You know, tricks are for kids. This is how the whole country works, you doofuses, don't you? Yeah, you're
1: kidding me. You're, yeah, you got to be
2: kidding me. You don't understand. I, I had a a time, Mike. I don't know if you're aware of it. Uh, back in '04, I had some uh, problems with the federal government, and I was being questioned by an FBI officer. And there were about three of them there, and they had ink pen out because the FBI doesn't use um, tapes in a in investigation. Um, in a, in a questioning they don't they don't tape you they they use notes their policy is not to use tape its um, in my view so they can write down what they want to write down but just refer back to this current thing we've got with Comey but I digress so anyways this FBI agent asked me um, or I asked him I said why are you so interested in this what's going on with me I said you're not even from around here I said Mr. Brock public corruption is our number one mission at the fbi and so i looked at him and i'm trying to be funny mike and i said have you been to nashville and you know that's our capital here in tennessee and i'm making a joke because you know i'm involved with some legislators up there at the time and um he looked right at me he clicked his pen put it down on the paper he goes no who should i talk to when i get there oh wow yeah i know and so i'm like "Uh oh lawyer (laughs) conversation's over I'm out of here. I'm not saying another word. But it's the same. It's the same dynamic. It's the same. The same thing is is playing out here. Uh, you know, she's. You know, they're sitting there all. You know, high and mighty, and she's. You know, you guys are the KGB. She's almost like saying, "Hey, I'm reading into what she's saying." You know, you you should know how this works. You guys know how this works. This is the way whole country works. This is the way business is done. What are you even bothering me for? There are right. you know, there are people that you know you know that are involved in this and when you get to them, boy are you gonna get it. This is what I'm hearing out of her mouth, and I think this is what we're gonna find out later on.
0: Well she says it's not complicated. She says she didn't do anything but keep a ledger for her boss and she's like what else do you want? She's just
2: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. What? And and, And
0: they tell her that they want all the details about your boss and his friends, uh, how they use their position to enrich themselves. They want to know how they get all these people, and he points to the ledger to do exactly what they want them to do with our nation's food supply. And she just looks at him and she goes, You've got this all wrong. And then they start threatening her with jail. And she's
2: unconcerned. She's unconcerned. And Russell just is beside himself. He doesn't. Oleg leans in and says he leans in and says look we're trying to go easy on you here you know you're you're you, you need to you need to cooperate and she says uh, um, he says we know that you're not some little powerless secretary so we're not buying that and she she looked right at him and says i never said i was powerless and Rustlin's just we're going to lock you up for 15 years you don't know who you're messing with She's sitting over there like, I know exactly who I'm messing with.
1: Yeah, she's a cog in the machine. She was a little too righteous back to them. That was probably not a great idea on her part. But she was right. I mean, she is a cog in the wheel of the system that they created, and she's just a minor part of it.
0: But at some point, I mean, if if they're going to get somebody, they're going to get somebody. And she could be the cog that they decide to pull out, right, and lock away. Yeah. Kind of like they did Dimitri. I mean, you know, somebody's going to pay the price for it, presumably, if it goes the way they're talking about. And for whatever reason, her name's the one that came up, even though, evidently, she's the person who just keeps the ledgers. I'm wondering...
1: She's involved in it. She is getting paid. She is, ill. She is crooked, but she's probably not the mastermind. She's well, just well.
0: She's crooked if you're talking about like a bottle of vermouth and a couple of you know pieces of candy yeah, and it's a nice dress or something. It's I mean,
2: a, they don't even look at it as crooked. They just look at it as this is the way business is done.
0: Well, I mean, that's not that. That just seems not that. That's right. That's obviously wrong. But it just seems small potatoes compared to a whole nation of starving people while other people have abundance.
2: No, I, I agree. But she works. Yeah, with his,
1: her boss, this Kirilov guy should be, they should be working her to get more on that guy. than to, I guess they probably are. That's probably what they're after.
0: Right. And then Russell asked her if she can, if she thinks she can defeat the KGB. And she sits there and she goes, well, it's not just me. Right. And she said, the KGB thinks they're above all this. You think you're so high and mighty.
2: Yeah, she's pretty bold.
0: So is it going to end up being people in the KGB?
2: Yes, yes. Well, it's going to be end up being people that are equivalent to Oleg's dad. Those those level people.
0: Yeah, but remember when it first started out, the colonel was saying, we're the only part that's not corrupt? Do you think that's true?
2: And, well, he, the colonel certainly believes that in his mind but they're going to find out that uh they've got some people that that are above them i think that uh are going to pull some strings you think yeah i think this investigation is going to go away I think they're going to shut this thing down abruptly.
0: I don't think it'll go away. What would be the be... point of having this whole thing? with
2: well, somebody in the KGB got the bright idea to do it, and as soon as it touches somebody that doesn't want to be touched, who's got some real power, it's going to go away. Well, that
0: wouldn't make for very good TV.
2: It'd make for just... perfect TV to show the level that corruption, uh, the level of corruption
1: in any country or any government. I think it'd be perfect.
0: What do you think, Mike? You think I have gonna- kind
1: of a different take because I I remember I don't I think it was earlier in this season where they warned somebody warned Oleg, okay, your new job, you know, you're going to investigate your own inner circle. You're going to end up investigating essentially your your father and his comrades and his group of friends and other ministers. You're you're essentially going to end up investigating yourself. So be careful because you know you're, you're you you got to realize what you're involved in now. And I think that's the drama here is. Oleg's going to, if he does his job well, he's going to have to bust his father, essentially, or himself, or the KGB members that are close to him. Yeah, Um, I think it was the
0: colonel having that conversation with him when he first got there.
1: Unless they only uproot the evil that they want to keep at a certain level, which may be more of that. Some people are more equal than others.
0: So how are y'all feeling now about Oleg? Uh, Does he feel as safe
2: oleg's still just trying to do his job i don't oleg's cool as a cucumber i I think oleg's i think oleg feels um pretty comfortable wherever he's at
0: you see i don't feel like he does i mean i don't really know how he feels but i think they're leading us more and more toward oleg being this not ending well for oleg well
2: like mike said the colonel told him to be careful and i think you're going to you both you're going to realize why the colonel told him to be careful and it's not because he's going to end up busting his dad or his friends because his dad and his dad's friends are unbustable because they're untouchable as far as... But somebody
0: uh, can touch them, remember? Because somebody took his can, wife away but from but him, him for five years. this
2: organizational thing that they're investigating, it's so far-reaching. It's what they're not hearing from anybody they're talking to yet. Everybody's telling the same thing. You don't, know, you don't know who all's involved in this. You, right. you, you have no idea. And nobody's hearing any of that. And when they get to that point, I'm telling you, this is gonna this is gonna go away. Or like you, 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 one of you mentioned, uh, they're gonna find a scapegoat and just pin it on them. But um, that's that's why that's that's in my view why the colonel was telling Oleg to be careful, because you have got to be careful who you end up pissing off at, at a high level, who you end up catching. Okay, you caught me, but guess what? Now it's your ass that's going to the mental hospital.
1: Yeah, or, or they'll have a crisis of conscience because he, he is essentially a good guy. And once he realizes, hey, I'm busting all these poor slobs that are just trying to make it through life, but I'm not. I'm going to stop at this level and not bust these rich ministers, he's going to have some sort of a crisis of conscience that he has to deal with. So it, you're right, Mike, the, hen, the wolves are in the hen house and the wolves aren't going to blow the whistle on themselves. But Oleg himself is going to have this problem that he's going to have to resolve somehow. Yeah, I agree. He's kind of like uh,
2: our Russian version of Stan. Um, he's, you know, Stan's already, you know, pulled the trigger on him for trying to protect Oleg. If you do this, here's what I'm going to do. I mean, just, just.
0: But they've never answered the question about Stan. I mean, Stan never answered right when Wolf went to him about how they wanted to start press and oleg again yeah so that could also come up and come to some kind of
2: yeah what mike's talking about the crisis of
0: conscious yeah similarity
2: with with stan and and really and with philip and and, and now Mm -hmm. elizabeth to a degree but certainly with philip so philip stan and oleg you know they should form their own little s group little little offshoot (laughs)
0: Well, then we see Elizabeth. She's working in the laundry room, and Philip does some kind of weird knock on the door, and she lets him in, and she just says, "Natalie Granholm is a go ahead." And Philip says that they saw the same pictures that they did, and Philip is uncomfortable with this.
2: He's certainly unconvinced, yeah.
0: Right, and Elizabeth says it looks like her. I don't know she like, says it just again. It, yeah. You know, and yeah. he says that he has to be sure. He says he can't get this order and do what they say. He says we talked about this. And she's very, she's tender with him here, but, man, she looks at him sometimes like, you know, I'm going to turn this gun on you if you don't. You
1: pussy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you go, yeah. What are you thinking about, you moron? Yeah, you can see her trigger finger twitching when she's, yeah, let's go get him. But she does say we'll make sure, like, as a kindness to Philip. Right. Well, they're still pretty raw from snapping that guy's neck in the butterfly factory. <laughs> and get married. A lot yeah, of a ha- but... lot happened in a week. Really, <laughs>
0: yeah. really. Well, then we go to Stan <laughs> Aderholt, and Atterholt, and there was Sophia, and she's telling them about a uh, Valentina Ivankova a reporter. They're moving back home, and she doesn't know why. Or moving, and she doesn't know why. And they ask about Yuri and if he's had any special interest in her in the last few months. And she didn't know anything about all that. And they tell her just to keep noticing stuff like this. But then as she's leaving, they bring up her son. And then they bring up this uh, Gennady again. Which I think was the other kind of just small talk. And then they're bringing up this Gennady. Because that's what they're really interested in, right? Is this guy?
1: Is that the hockey boyfriend? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's their target here.
0: Yeah, but they just kind of bring him up because he's as the courier, remember? Right, but they bring him up as she as she's leaving, kind of like they're interested in her life and they're making small talk after the actual work is over, getting her to tell this other stuff that doesn't seem to have any kind of meaning or anything that they're working on. But she goes on that he, you know, she really likes them. They're getting closer. He likes her too, and they act like they're happy for her. But then Stan warns her to be careful with him too
2: yeah so yeah. what's that on the way out well i think stan's just you know he remembers the nina episode and he's just just giving her a little little reminder be, you got to be careful with him too you can't get too comfortable you know or because she seems a little you know naive uh, a little yeah she's not she's not very it's not very not not really in spy mode or asset mode, or whatever you want to want to refer to her as. But she's, uh, I think he's a little worried that she's, um, you know, may may out herself with this hockey guy.
1: She's got those nice teeth now, so she's That's wearing right. a talk. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, they were talking
0: lot. about the Gennady guy, though, and I think that the way they're just kind of mentioning him in passing, but I think that is the main thing that they really want to know and hear about. Seems like it anyway.
2: Yeah, he's their target. I think.
0: Not that they wouldn't want to hear other stuff that may end up having meaning, but I just thought it was really interesting. It Feels like like Nina used to go to Stan and like pour out everything, but but Nina was smart, right? She knew what they wanted, but yeah,
2: she this, was sly and clever.
0: It feels like they're working Sophia, even though she's there,
1: and she doesn't know they're working her.
0: Right? Yeah,
2: or, that's the
0: feeling I get anyway. Yeah.
1: Right, this would be like Stan and Ederhalder, just like um, Oleg and Ruslan, like if Oleg said to Sophia, what's her name? Sophia. The other girl, though, the Russian girl. Fomina. Fomina. Fomina, Sophia, Fomina, Babina, (laughs) Fomina. The Russian girl, if if Oleg would say, hey, be careful what you tell us because we're trying to get you in trouble here. That's kind of what Stan (laughs) is saying. (laughs) Yeah. Right? They're both, they're like, it's a mirror of the same situation.
0: Well then Philip and Elizabeth are disguised and they're staking out Natalie's house as she goes in and they get out of the car and sneak inside. She's setting the table when she sees Philip and she thinks it's a robbery. Now you guys tell me did y'all think did you believe her that she was not this Anna person?
1: I did. I believed her. What uh, about you? At Maggie? first at but it switched
0: well, of course, when she said, yeah, okay. But. Well, but
2: when even then, I felt like she was just trying to pretend, okay, okay, just kill me because I don't want you to hurt my husband. I love him that much. I think that when you, you see her going into that mode, okay, you're right, I killed him, I killed them all, friends, neighbors, I killed him. Uh, when they said, you know, we're waiting on your husband. And Philip's looking at Elizabeth like, hey, wait a minute. She really isn't Anna. She, she is really not this person. I think because she's she's just now just trying to get rid of us.
0: Right. She wants us to kill her and leave John, her right. husband, alone. Yeah,
2: so I, I kind of, you know, and then, then, of course, when she breaks down and, and, and she tells him he doesn't know, he thinks I'm wonderful, then I knew she really, that's who it really, she really was her.
1: Well, what do you guys think? Because the minute they walk into her house... She's dead. Whether she's the right girl or the wrong girl, because they can't say, Oh sorry, we had the wrong girl. Right. See the you
2: later. Aren't that good. Yeah.
1: She's the warehouse lady on just wrong place, wrong time. Too bad, but you're 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 a goner. You're right. Well we know that, but of course,
2: you know, she didn't know that. Natalie didn't know that. Yeah.
0: But she probably knew that. If she knew once she found out they were there from Russia, I can't imagine that she expected much sympathy. Despite
2: well, as soon as, as soon as her husband walks in too, I mean, we knew he was dead too. That was the end, for him.
0: But she was very convincing, at the beginning. I did not. I thought they really had the wrong person.
2: I did too. I did too. Yeah, me too. While.
0: And she's even saying that she's never been to Jinekova, never, and she's vehemently denying it. And Elizabeth calls her a traitor and all that kind of stuff. And then we come back from a commercial. And Elizabeth's crying, did y'all notice that? Mm. yeah, Philip asked Elizabeth had walked out of the room, and Philip walks in the other room with her, and he asked if she's all right, and I had written down initially that she seems upset, and then the second watch she was crying. Elizabeth was crying, y'all, seriously, I didn't there was a tear, that. yeah,
1: I didn't notice that either,
0: okay, so what on earth she this was right after her saying he she said. You want to know who we are, and then in Russian she says we are them, and we went to a commercial, and then she she's got her like by the back of the head, and she's saying this, you know, in her ear, and then she walks out of the room. When we come back from the commercial, Philip goes to her and he says, "Are you all right?" And she has tears on her face, and mm-hmm. I couldn't tell because she's like, she's she's disgusted with Philip. She's incredulous. She's going, "Do you believe her?" And but but she's crying. At the same time, now this was before the woman had said anything. Anyway, I thought that was profound to see Elizabeth cry over this. But she is telling Philip in this other room, she says she's lying. And then Philip says, well, even if she is. Yeah. And this is where Elizabeth just, you know, she's like, you think she's changed?
2: Right. And what is wrong with you, man? We came here to take care of this and you are just really wussing out on me right now.
0: And Natalie's crying in the next room. You can hear her in there sobbing. They go back in there, and Elizabeth says she's not going to fool them, that they know who she is, and they know what she's done, and they're going to wait for her husband. When they bring up, they're going to wait for her husband. She goes into her story that she is this Anna. I thought it was whoever. a fake
2: confession. Did you get that?
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah,
1: me too.
0: And she says, Just kill me, and then go. Leave him alone. He's a good man. And then Elizabeth, I think, starts to doubt that she is who she says she was. She says, tell us what you did. And she basically regurgitates everything that they told her. Right. And they say, where did you do it? And she says...
2: On the edge of town, just like you said.
0: Right, And they said, which side of town? She said, I can't remember.
2: And it's too late. Car door closes
0: and daddy's home. So her husband comes in. They accost him. She tells them that they're not there for money. And then she goes into her story. She can't even talk.
2: Nope. That's where we know that.
0: And Elizabeth pours her a glass of water just like she did the old woman in the male robot factory. And that was. Kiss of death. Reminiscent. Yeah. But this guy, I mean, he's like looking at her and he's like, Natalie, what's going on? He's like in love with his wife. You know, you can tell that. And he's, like, shocked by all this that's going on. And then she tells him the whole story, that the Nazis overran Dnekeva, Dne- and they were rounded up and taken to the center of town. The men and boys were shot. She held on to her mother, but then she was shot. And that she was made to dig a hole with a shovel and a pail, and then just her hands, and they threw them her family away like garbage, but they let her live, and she has no idea why. But I think we do know why they would let a young girl live and do whatever right she said they gave her food and she was obedient and helpless and then she goes into the fact that the first time they gave her a lot to drink so much that she couldn't she could barely stand up and her husband asked her what first time and she said that she shot soviet prisoners and she said it was her body but it wasn't her and she said what could she say And then she sits there and she says she wanted to be the person he thought she was. And in the midst of all this, now they've cut away from Philip and Elizabeth in the scene and they're focusing just on these two people. It's like this confessional. And John says he knows her and that she's a good person. That she's not this terrible person. She's sobbing. She looks at Philip and Elizabeth. She says she's sorry. Philip starts to shoot her, but he can't.
2: No, he's sitting there with second thoughts, and then you realize he's not gonna do it. And Elizabeth keeps looking at him, looking at them, looking at him incredulously, like, "Come on, man, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do it or what?" And so she just takes her weapon out, shoots the husband first, and then, uh, and then shoots Anna.
0: What'd y'all think about that?
2: Thought she's a pretty damn good shot. Is what I thought. She got like excellent bullet placement between the eyes on both of them i mean that's that's not easy to do even at that range
1: oh yeah i thought it was a breaking point for elizabeth like this is probably too much now for her it's already too much for philip clearly he couldn't do it she's getting to that point pretty quickly
0: i think the story really had a profound effect on her and on him because the story claudia told while factually accurate she did take these young prisoners to the edge of town and shoot them.
2: It was way generalized.
0: Well, the details about it were completely left out. The part that she had no choice in it. Essentially, she had a gun to her head as it happened. Completely different story.
2: Yeah, but Elizabeth, being the well-disciplined KGB officer, director S officer that she is, got herself charged up and carried out the mission.
0: Yeah, but I think it's like like um like Mike said just a minute ago or you I can't remember but they were dead once they walked in there
2: yeah yeah
0: these people were dead they were, they weren't getting out of there no. after this that had to happen but mm-hmm. to find out that this woman had been brutalized and forced to do these acts against her will And even so far as humiliated in she was being treated for venereal disease when it was the Nazis' fault, it wasn't her fault, it wasn't through her own accord, I don't know. Yeah, that Claudia's
1: means- Claudia's story was she had so much pleasure by having sex with all these guys that she had venereal disease. She was forced to do this. It's like totally the opposite end, 180 degrees of what the real story was. Yeah, I don't and know. That- this really made me hate Claudia <laughs> and whoever Claudia's bosses are and whatever charter was given to her to direct them to do this. That's so, the evil.
0: Yes, but you wonder. That's That's why I asked earlier. Do you think Claudia even knew? Because I don't know how Claudia would know this story. Claudia
2: this is just what
0: she's told. told.
2: Yeah, she was told the story that Unless Cla- that But told. Claudia
0: was there, right? Claudia was around before the war.
2: She wasn't at, at
1: was Somewhere in a room, though, somebody said, hey, what we got to do is chase these Nazis down and whatever we need to do to catch them. I, I think Claudia bought it. I think Claudia's evil. I think she bought into the story.
2: Yeah, yeah, we got to chase down all the Nazi collaborators and get even with them. That's our job now.
0: So, do y'all think Gabriel would have done anything different with the Specter of Death? Have handled that any differently with them?
2: He would have relayed the same orders that that Claudia did from the, the center. Sure, yeah, they get their orders and and they pass them on. They don't they don't pick and choose which ones they want to pass on, which ones they don't. Then
0: how is he different than Claudia? Is he? Even we just too? dislike
2: Claudia. We just don't like Claudia. I, I agree with Mike. I've, I've never, I don't like her. Yeah, but of there's her gotta voice. be
0: more. There's gotta be more than that. You can't just go. She's not. not. I
2: just don't no, like her. I like some Russian be agents better than I like other <laughs> Russian agents. It's just the way it is.
1: I like Elizabeth. I don't like. So don't what like are you Claudia. thinking?
0: Mike, do you I think?
1: think Gabriel might've waffled a little bit, but I think he still has to do what Claudia does. That's his job, but he may have waffled. I don't know how, because now he's not there to do it anymore. And we'll never know, but I think Claudia and Gabriel are a little different in that Gabriel is kind of a little bit more human than Claudia seems to be.
2: Yeah, he has that. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Well, then they're driving back down the road quietly, the shot of like this long deserted road in front of them. It's nighttime. And Elizabeth, out of the blue, says she wants to get out of here. They should just go. She means it. Let's go home. I'm
2: tired and I want to go home.
1: So Falls Church or Kharkov, where do you think she's saying home is? She's talking about uh, Russia, baby. She wants to
2: go to Russia. Does she? Hell, yes. That's where she wants to go.
1: What do you think, Michelle?
0: I've got to think that since she said home, she means Russia. I've got to think that, but I don't know why she's saying that right there. You know, I don't know if this is what broke her. Why? What do you think, Mike?
1: I thought Russia too, but it's interesting that she doesn't say a geographical place.
0: Well, there's a couple things here too. Elizabeth had told Natalie that she was living a lie, but we know that Elizabeth's living a lie too you know those were the words she said to her when she's in there she said you're living a lie and then you know she has to look at her own self what what are they doing absolutely living a lie and look at where it's look at what it's costing natalie to do this and i think we also have to remember that elizabeth is remembering thinking about home exactly the stuff that oleg is wrestling with back there home is not some Perfect Nirvana. They've they've alluded to this all through the seasons about wonder what it's like back there now, I wouldn't even know and stuff like that. And if she is talking about going back to Russia, which we have to assume that she don't just mean I want to go to you know, get my own shower and go to bed, but they are in Boston, so maybe she did just mean let's go home and whatever, I guess. They could
2: no, she might, she twist might, that around home, yeah. let's go home.
0: But going back to Russia is going to be... I mean, what what are they going to...
2: I mean, she. it's clear that she was talking about Russia because they were driving out of there on their way to their American home, and she looked at him and she said, I'm serious. Let's just go.
1: Well, I think we have to parse this, though, because she's not going to... Do you really think she's going to drag Paige and Henry with all Henry's yeah, that's promise what, That's back what I, to I thought, Russia? too.
2: That's what I thought, too. I, I don't think she's thinking this through. I think she's just a little overcome with with what they've just done and where they're at and i think everything's hitting her at once and she just she just wants out at that moment right there
1: but so that tells me that home just might mean back to virginia Mm, i think i think she meant russia
0: i'm i'm also wondering if maybe this isn't i don't know i wonder if she's starting to question philip again if maybe she wants to see what Philip wants to do so she can tell on Philip
2: again. Nah, she, she's not. She's
0: looking at Philip pretty bad. You have to look at these looks she's given him. We haven't seen this in a long time. Elizabeth's been in love with Philip.
2: She's not going back there.
0: I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Is that possible?
1: Um, I, I was just going to ask you guys, do you think they'll be together at the end of this? Because um, I don't think they will.
2: I don't know i, I kind of hope that they do i want a happy ending
1: well hoping i hope that they do but i don't <laughs> think that they will because <laughs> they just... shouldn't they shouldn't be there are different parts of their journey he's he's way less committed than she is unless she really dramatically changes and i guess they're kind of making it look like she is dramatically changing but
2: yeah i think she's getting there i think i think in the end she'll She'll get there.
0: But I'm really conflicted, because she does act like she's changing, but at the same time, she is looking at Philip. You guys got to go back and look at these looks. You know, these woman-looking-at-men looks. Like, it's it's disgust. It's not good.
1: Oh, I know that look.
0: (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) So, anyway, I'm just thinking... I don't know. I don't know if they'll end up together. Of course, I hope they end up together. But I don't know if they'll be able to do that. And, I mean, it's just like you said, too. What are they going to do? Henry wants to go to this St. Edward's, and she's going to say, yeah, hop on this plane with us, and we'll take you there. And it goes to Russia? I mean, what what are they going to do?
1: Yeah, she looks at Philip with disdain, and that's like I- the worst I've always heard this. I've never been married, but I've always heard that's the death knell of a relationship. That once the other person disrespects and looks the other with disdain, it's very hard to recover from that. And maybe they're better off not being together. I I want them to end up together because that is the happy ending, but I don't know after this what lies ahead of them. It seems like their paths are headed in different directions.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not even sure. I'm just. I don't know because, then that brings up all the other questions. Then say Philip wants to stay here and defect or something, and she wants to go back home. I and mean, what's that gonna do? How is that even possible? What's Paige gonna do at that point? And is is she gonna go with Philip or is she gonna? I mean, is she gonna stay where she is and be a spy? And it 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 just brings up. It just opens this huge can of worms about how they could even divide that up.
1: Well, one way to resolve it and escape that need to divide it up is if something happens to one of them. So that could happen, too.
0: That could definitely happen. I just, I was really taken aback by the looks. she And, of course, you know, over the course of the episodes, we've seen it t- a couple of times where she looks at him like... Are you crazy? <laughs> but but this time it was she was full of that and Philip had this look on his face the whole episode like he smelled something that didn't smell very good. And it was just it was just not good. I I really got this kind of sinking feeling about the way she was looking at him. Even though she didn't like it either. I don't know. I thought it was kind of pivotal though. I'm not sure which way it pivoted but I think it was a pivotal episode. So does anybody have any other insights about episode 10? That was the end of Jeanette Kava.
1: Um, I don't, I think, I think it was good. It's going to be super interesting how they figure out what to do next, because it's good that we don't know really, right? It's like not clear what they're going to do. That's pretty cool about the drama part of it.
0: But there's only two episodes left in this season, which is kind of
2: Yeah, it's shocking. going to have to wrap up a lot. I, I agree with Mike. I think we're going to have a couple of busy episodes.
0: Well, next week, episode 12 is titled The World Council of Churches.
2: Uh-oh. Pastor Tim.
0: That's what I was thinking. We don't see that. But they give us less and less on the, on the teasers.
2: Speaking of bad hair.
0: Wolf is asking what about sophia and stan says if she's already blown and they're using her and he kind of trails off elizabeth and philip are talking to claudia about how maybe it's their time to go home so we do know that sh- they were talking about going home and that's it that's really oh i
1: saw another teaser okay tell me i saw them talking to pastor phil phil pastor phil <laughs> pastor tim like a doctor phil <laughs> And they're asking, Pastor Tim, what should we do? Can we take, can we, uh, anything they ask Pastor Tim is wrong, but they're asking, what should they do? Pastor damn Tim, who should be six feet under.
0: Surely it was about, like, how to cook chicken in the crock pot. What should we do?
1: Or they're patronizing him.
0: Surely, right? Yeah. Because they're not going to tell him we're thinking about defecting and taking pay. Yeah. Surely
2: gonna, they're not well. He already Bible knows everything. King James Bible. Which what should we do?
1: He already knows everything, though, so they have nothing to hide from him. Well, that's that's a good point. I don't know. I, I realize all the time how quickly I've forgotten that he knows everything. That he knows the whole story. You know, right, that he could just get them out of the, he could get them in big trouble and like a, a snap of his fingers.
2: Yeah, one phone call, bring the entire force of the FBI and everybody else down on him. You're right.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he could just be at home one night, like in prayer or something and feel like he needs to do this and call the police right then with no kind of warning or anything, some kind of moral conviction that he might have. Yeah, what if he breaks
1: up with his wife and she flies off the handle and says, you know what, Uh, by the way, these neighbors of ours are these people we know, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, if he and Alice break up, I really worry about Alice. But there's only two episodes left, so any prediction on how this season's going to end?
1: Well, World Council of Churches makes me wonder about Tim, especially in light of that preview.
0: Yeah, that was a good so, catch. I didn't see that.
1: I don't know. Maybe he's going to go somewhere and get reassigned somewhere. But I don't. I wouldn't be comfortable with him being reassigned anywhere if he's still sucking air. Yeah.
0: No, and this episode showed us that things aren't forgiven just because time's passed. So he's still going to be a loose end and be out there no matter how much time goes by. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Well, we'd like to thank you all for joining us tonight on Tribal Rant and West Coast Project. Give us a chat on Twitter. I'm at Michelle from TN.
1: And I'm at Mike from TN. And I'm at Scathing Tweets.
0: And also, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tribal Rant and West Coast Project on Facebook. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. Of course, all this information is on TribalRant.com and WestCoastProject.com where you can email us or leave us a message. And we always love to hear from you. So, anything else, guys?
1: Not for me. Nope. Thanks for sharing.
0: No, yeah. Thanks for being here. Lots of dang this was a deep episode wasn't it i feel kind of drained after doing Mm -hmm. this i feel a little sad but um
2: thanks again for doing it with us Mike.
0: yeah absolutely thank you okay well we'll see you all back here next week for episode 12 of the americans entitled the world council of churches
2: all right we'll see you then see you then
0: see you next week bye-bye